That was nice. Yes, I'm so glad we had time to do this minute because we just got a freaking trifecta. Welcome back to I Love You 3000 Minutes. Uh, this is my name is Brian. I'm Holly. And this is the podcast that traveled back endgame style to rewatch the entire Infinity Saga from Iron Man 1 to Spider-Man Far From Home. And this is minute 14 of The Incredible Hulk. And first, I just want to quickly say, we anyone who remembers from minute 12, we got William Hurt. We got uh, Stan Lee, two, two now past legends of the MCU. And we got who I was mentioning when we were talking about casting. Uh, Peter Mensa. He's the character that the director was like, I would need someone with gravitas, like to overcast this part, mm. so to speak. So that was just, we're going to have obviously the his actual like 30 seconds or whatnot in the next mm-hmm. minute. But yeah, like he's been, he's been in movies like Avatar. He's been in the show Spartacus. He was in 300. Jason X. Was he the saw. one that, was he the one that got, kicked he got yeeted into the into hole the yeah <laughs> yeah okay. as he's falling he yells dab on the haters <laughs> uh, uh i i was gonna say if this was done today i'd Awful. imagine his his part would be played by jimon hansu because he's fucking oh everywhere uh-huh. these days uh, i would really? actually love if i could see them both on camera together because they both have that deep voice and that gravitas but seriously like jamin hansu has been in furious seven mm-hmm. he was in shazam he was in aquaman like a year really? apart yeah Good he's been him. casted Good so many like he but dceu is like yeah we don't care we want jamin all of them <laughs> and he just keeps dying so we'll re we'll just recast him because he's so amazing and he's been in guardians of the galaxy and captain marvel mm-hmm. <laughs> like but yeah uh holly what happened in this minute oh i forgot no 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 i forgot okay so so uh the report came in to um ross that a man had had um had some of this soda, guava or whatever, and had a little extra special kick to it. And so Ross wanted to know, hey, where exactly was this thing bottled at? Mm-hmm. And with that, they're going, okay, then look for the white dude. <laughs> That's who it is. Now, the man who had that extra little something when he drank it, it was Stanley. That was his little cameo. I always love his cameos. Always, always, always love his cameos in movies. So it's always so, 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 so good to see Stan. Oh, and then Ross sent the army out because they're going to go and they're going to go get him. But oh, okay, go ahead. Oh, see, I had never seen this movie before. Now I have to see it because I have questions in my head. Go ahead. No, I was uh, just looking up the actress, uh, Christina Cabot, and Mm -hmm. this is one of her last roles. Um, Like this and Pride and Glory both came out in 2008, and those were her last roles that she's had. But she was also in Fight Club. Christina Cabot, she's the woman that uh, Ross is talking to about the report. And yeah, we we got a little bit of a, we see Emil Blonsky coming in. We'll see him in the next minute. And then we end on a very Michael Bay 
shot of William Hurt. Yes, and, <laughs> and Peter Mintz. <laughs> that 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 sort of upshot. Yeah. Also, just to shout out Milwaukee. If anyone's in Milwaukee, you should go to a place called Safe House. Uh, it's a tourist trap, but it's great. And like I've literally driven up to Milwaukee just for this place. Uh, yeah, I think uh, there's a there's probably a little product placement in the background of Stanley's shot uh, with the A1 sauce, but. I remember when Stanley was talking about Age of Ultron, he was very excited for that cameo because he had two scenes. Like for him, it was spoilers for Age of Ultron, but I mean, he's uh, when Thor is pouring a drink for Cap and he's like, hey, what you gotta share that with us? <laughs> uh, this has been aged for a thousand years in this Guardian Barrels. This is too much for mortal men. It's like, hey, so is Wichita Beach. <laughs> uh, pass it over or whatever and then it cuts to him later just for all the veterans zonked out he's like excelsior so all to say i i'm happy for him you know getting the three different shots and quite well there's four technically and he gets some like dramatic or at least complex complex camera moves so mm -hmm. i really hope he just had the time of his life and i will never stop regretting uh not approaching him when it was basically just me and him in a room alone uh in the behind the scenes of kevin smith's spoiler show that he did for hulu i i found a way to be on the set every week <laughs> it shouldn't have been allowed and i wore the same shirt every time because i thought it'd be funny which made me more noticeable to um, Jason Muse, and that was pretty cool because he called. He was like, "Hey, you were here last week," and I got to talk to him for like thirty minutes in front of everyone else. I felt so cool. But then eventually they were like, "You got to get a different shirt." And then I wasn't on the set, and I was in the back with him, and people like went away. And I was like, "Nah, he probably gets bothered all the time. He wouldn't like it." So I I just rationalized my own fear, I think, of approaching him. But man, I wish I because the way he talked about fans later on i was like oh i wish i had just come up and said you know gave him some compliments this is a this is a nice minute if nothing else i mean i think it really works for the movie if nothing else it's just a joy for us remembering them you know agree i know they got very sincere and <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that yeah we can we we can end on sincerity that's a lovely thing and uh william hurts shots in this are so dramatic dramatically lit dramatic you know camera moves it's just yeah it might be not the most loved movie but again i just want to give props to the director he's really uh he's not slacking even if it might not be the best product or best you know this, most most loved movie, movie um, at the end of the day no one could say that he was slacking I, this is um i know this is a movie my my brother actually um i know he really liked it because there were, I think, you know, e you know, even though people would say there were problems with the movie itself, um, but for my for my brother, there were so many different aspects and so many different things that he loved in the movie. And it was like I loved it, you know, I I enjoyed it, had a great time with it. So I personally, from people I knew, only heard good stuff about it, you know. Yeah, I would say, but until Avengers. This is the strongest structurally because mm, okay. I think most of the complaints about the Marvel movies early on were the third act where it felt mm -hmm. like it was very underwhelming or mm -hmm. like it went out 
a, with a little more of a whimper than it should have. Um, mm-hmm. Q after Avengers, every movie has like an army of faceless swords because you can really uh, extend the action if you just mm-hmm. set, insert an army in the third act. And then that became the criticism. But this one, yeah, structurally, it was very good. I don't good. think Winter Soldier was like that, though. It was because it had the big helicarriers and... Well, it didn't have like a faceless army because that was that's yeah started... no that then no that was what I was saying though I yeah. mean it was like it had you, some you, army you, it was it was pretty the people that you knew it was pretty well known instead of just like this huge army of thousands of whoever's no, yeah. uh, here I'll I'll just name really quickly and, that, like... and that's yeah because we and plus you know I, I'll admit it uh, I, yeah talk yeah. about that movie i will die on that i will die on that hill yeah. like excluding the russo brothers yeah, and marcus and mcfeely i'll just say like the chitauri and avengers and i don't even like them the paper people in uh guardians one the the robot army in age of ultron the suits and just all coming in and doing that in iron man 3 you know uh it, it just it ends up having hell uh thor ragnarok had a faceless like undead army that came in so that became kind of the trope a lot of the times uh but yeah this i will say though on a rewatch it didn't feel like it had the same lifeblood coursing through its vein or like the same energy Mm -hmm. like um iron man one even iron man two uh thor captain america civil war all had this kind of jubilance or energy about it and Mm -hmm. on a watch incredible hulk doesn't seem to have that same spark uh Mm -hmm. but yeah just want to give the shout out to the craft like no one's slacking. Mm-hmm. Anything else you have for this minute? No way, Jaxie. Did you just call me Jaxie? I did. Okay. Uh, well, I got to go talk, have, a, have a fun powwow with my therapist. What's your name? Holly. I'm Brian. You've got an army. A faceless army. We've got a podcast. <laughs> We'll see you next time. All right. Bye.